Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View. I hope you're having a great Tuesday as we once again celebrate the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. We're going to talk about an issue today, same issue we talked about yesterday, but we're going to talk about it again. We'll be back to that in just a second. It's the National Flood Insurance Program. But I want to share a quote with you first. This is from James Joyce. A man of genius makes no mistakes. His errors are volitional and are portals of discovery. And by the way, if you don't know the word volitional, it essentially is the same thing as voluntary. In other words, an act of will. So that we're, I think some of the great geniuses of our time, uh, they knew that making a lot of mistakes was the key to learning and the key to innovation. And um, in economic development these days, innovation is critical. And people who make mistakes, uh, as long as they don't make dumb mistakes, I guess actually, actually you can make a dumb mistake that can end up being a genius mistake. That's for sure. That certainly happened with the sticky stick it note, which was an accident by 3M and turned out to be this amazing thing. But anyway, just something to think about. I mean, if you if you you know if you if you really want to get ahead in life, you got to be willing to make mistakes. Okay. So let's bring in my guest for today. Bill Laver is the executive director of the Harrison County Development Commission. And Bill, let me, I'll say good morning, but then I'm going to do a quick review of yesterday and then we'll, we'll unleash sort of your angle on this. But good morning to you. How you doing, my friend? I'm great. Happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year to you. I was really pleased to see you uh, get out in front on this uh, with other economic developers and other regional leaders, literally throughout the Gulf states, really across the United States for that matter, because the, the issue of the flood insurance program is not just a coast issue. It's It really is, it really does impact the entire United States, but the issues of coastal Mississippi and probably coastal Louisiana and to some extent Alabama, because of the higher ABFE requirements, because we have our flood, when they redid our flood maps after Katrina, it take, took into account the, the highest storm surge in American history. In a way, because of Katrina hit here, we get we get punished. I mean, they should model Katrina to Tampa and model Katrina to Miami and other places. So let me give people a little bit of an, a background on this. And if you missed our show yesterday, I would really encourage you to go to the Supertalk 103 uh, uh, Facebook page or to the Supertalk Mississippi YouTube page and watch my conversation with insurance executive Frank Bordeaux and where we sort of laid it all out. We're going to get into a little bit more of it today. Uh, Judge Trent Favre is going to be joining us in the second half of the show just to give us an update on his efforts over in Hancock County. But I just thought that this issue is too important not to have one more conversation. And since Bill's been out uh, out in front on this one, I wanted to I wanted to come back to him and talk to him about it. So here here it is essentially. Uh, we're no we're no strangers to higher cost of insurance here in coastal Mississippi. We've wrestled with this issue uh, pretty significantly actually since Hurricane Katrina. Things have settled down to some extent. One thing that I think we've taken for granted though throughout all of this time has been the fact that the National Flood Insurance Program that is administered by FEMA. The cost related to that for the average homeowner is very, very low, which is one of the reasons why we have a problem. Um, the problem simply is this, that the National Flood Insurance Program is not what they call as, uh, uh, actuarially sound, which is essentially meaning that the, that the premiums that are paid 
are offsetting the costs. So over a number of years, and just to kind of give you an idea of this, over a number of years, FEMA, uh, through its National Flood Insurance Program, the program uh, was up to over $24 billion in debt by March of 2017. So you've seen a series of events, and I'm not going to get into all the bills because it's cumbersome. Uh, for, for, in, in fact, for example, in the current Congress, there are seven bills that have been wrapped up into one. And there's all these different efforts. There are letters that are going to uh, congressmen and senators. There are letters obviously going to the White House. There are multiple letters happening from regional efforts from literally along the coastlines of the U.S. that are being signed on to by a number of different people. There's a lot going on here currently. But I think the important thing to know is that I keep saying this is not a coast problem. Between 1996 and 1999, 99, excuse me, 1996 and 2019, 99% of the U.S. counties experienced at least one flooding event. Think about that for a second. That's pretty significant. Um, A bill was passed in 2012 that would have set in course making the program actuarially sound. It also did another thing. It was going to eliminate the grandfather clause. Now, for us in coastal Mississippi, this is a big issue. And why it's a big issue, you know it already if, if you have experienced this. After Hurricane Katrina, FEMA said that you could rebuild your house if you had less than 50% damage. In other words, you did not have to raise your house. You could rebuild your house in the current floodplain. And when the new floodplain numbers come out, the new ABFE requirements, the base flood elevation that your house needs to be built at, when they come out, you'll be grandfathered into the program. So thousands of people, really across the U.S. and especially here in coastal Mississippi, because we're the ones who experienced the highest storm surge in American history, they rebuilt at the lower levels because they had less than 50% damage. So what has happened is that 2012 bill actually did away with the grandfather clause. In 2014, when everything was supposed to start falling into action, we got some reprieve. Uh, we, 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 they decided not to go forward with the, with the idea of working to, to do the actuarially sound approach, at least at that moment. And of course, they continued with the grandfathering. Until more recently, the, mo- the most recent iteration of the National Flood Insurance Program literally expired on September the 30th, 2021. Uh, so that what that means is on October the 1st, new policyholders started getting an entirely new way of figuring what your what your costs are going to be for your flood insurance. The name of this program is called the Flood Risk Rating 2.0 Program. Um, it did a lot of things, but the first thing it did is new policyholders started having to incur these new rates. It, it also eliminated the grandfather clause. We're not hearing enough talk about that as it relates to our community, that is a really, really big deal. And so starting on April the 1st, not at one time, but starting on April 1st, as policyholders renew, you'll start to get your new rates. Now, what they say is that across the United States, a high percentage of people's rates go down. But in coastal Mississippi, that's likely not to be the case. (laughs) What's going to happen in coastal Mississippi, because of the four criteria they're using to determine what your rates are going to be, completely new, using new technology, experience, all these things that they used to not use as part, part of the flood insurance program, they're using that now. So what that means is that in most cases, probably in more cases than we even know, I don't even know if I ha- we have the actual number yet, but 
people's costs are going to go up significantly. Now, each year they're capped at a certain percentage. But what's going to happen is it go up this year, and then it go up next year, then it go up next year, and it keep going up until it gets to where it needs to go. That is not a good scenario, especially when we're dealing with inflation. We're trying to still undig from Katrina some 16 years later. We need a reprieve on this, and it is um, it is a it is a tough situation that Coastal Mississippi faces, not for just homeowners but for businesses that could have a devastating impact uh, impact on our ability to continue to grow our economic development efforts here in Coastal Mississippi. So, with that said, I'm going to ask Bill to come on in now, and Bill. With Harrison County Development Commission, you've been sort of a, a lead uh, leader on this here locally with others. Um, what did I miss? Is there some fill in some pieces of what I missed? You didn't miss a thing. I was going to start by saying I'm not the subject matter expert, but we found out who is, and it's Ricky Matthews. So um, that was a great history. And uh, literally, Connie Rocco brought this up in the supervisors' meeting about two weeks ago. And Frank Bordeaux was there going over the insurance for the county for the year and the changes and, you know, all that fun stuff. And she brought up this question. And then Frank, I was in the back of the room. Frank said, oh, well, these other agencies and other states are working on it. So literally, we were engaged that day to start. We joined Greater New Orleans uh, because, you know, there's power in numbers. This isn't just a Mississippi thing. This isn't just a coastal thing. It impacts the Delta. It impacts all, you know, Florida, everybody. So we've got a gang together, band together. There's more power when we're, we're unified. Um, to try to combat this with with common sense, and and you know we reached out to uh, Congressman Palazzo's office. Uh, they want you to call them. The the whole objective for me is, um, I want people to make the best decision they can. If they're getting hammered with their new bills, they need to call the congressman because they need to be hear from you. And, and mark this because they may be getting a different message from FEMA in Washington than we're getting from people on the ground here in the coast. So the, the number at the office is 228-864-7670. And they want to hear from you. They want to know that you're experiencing problems because you, you the only thing I think that you missed is there's a residential thing. They asked for a 9% cap, then it, they, they gave them 18. Thanks for that. They took out the grandfather, there's a cap. It's not only the elevation now, but it's also your proximity to the water. And if you're a commercial customer like Parrish's or Steve's or Shaggy's or some of the restaurant, you know, the restaurant row in Biloxi, it's not only how high you built up, but how close you are to the water. So that, I mean, you're getting hit with four different things that any one of them are bad. Collectively, they're horrific and Mr. Commercial Customer, your cap's 25%. So your insurance goes up 25%, and you've got to pay this crazy flood insurance premium. And if you don't pay it, then your bank can foreclose on you, and you go eat at the restaurant. Guess who's going to pay more to get that meal because you're eating at a restaurant by the water because you like that amenity because – they're not a charity. They're going to have to pass that on to the customer. So the, you know, the, the the ripple effects of these changes are going to be astronomical, in my opinion. When we come back, I think we'll continue the conversation to talk about the unilateral um, motion here by, on, on as it regards to FEMA and congressional help that can happen to kind of slow this thing down so we can make sure 
that we're doing the right thing. All of this is completely untested, I might add. And so, anyway, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Bill Lavers about flood insurance. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're having a conversation about the National Flood Insurance Program and the way it's going to hit coastal Mississippi if we don't get a reprieve. And we've got Bill Lavers, the Executive Director from the Harrison County Economic Development Commission. He is joined with others across coastal across coastal communities. Um, I was glad to see Michael Heck involved. Michael is a terrific leader over at GNO Inc. in New Orleans. He's great at kind of rallying the troops. And uh, my friend uh, Wiley Blankenship over at Coastal Alabama Partnership, and the list goes on and on. I saw a bunch of names there that I recognized. Uh, The the issue, as I mentioned as we were going to the break, is that you've had these series of bills and lots of bills that are being considered. Uh, We've got some good leadership out of of Florida, incidentally. And one of the reasons why is of the 5 million policyholders currently in the National Flood Insurance Program, Two million of those are in Florida alone. Think about it. Wow. So very, very significant. Uh, but what's happened is you had all these bills that are swirling. FEMA then unilaterally said we're going to we're going to rethink the way we develop way, rates in order to find a way to be actuarially sound so that we can get out of debt. Um, and so they took these measure, measures. There has to be some kind of congressional uh, engagement here. And the thing that I talked about yesterday is. As a publisher in Mobile and then here in coastal Mississippi and then in New Orleans, I didn't – I think of the things I wrote about or that the editorial board wrote about the in the times that I was there. The insurance issue, both in terms of wind coverage and comprehensive coverage and the flood insurance program are probably the most number of editorials that I helped push forward because it's been in the makings for a long time. And I said I said this on the show yesterday. It's a little bit like the, fl- the frog bowling in the water. It's been going on since Hurricane Katrina slowly. We had the little peak of interest in 2012. We got a reprieve in 2014. And then suddenly here we are, and this thing is on us. And it could impact us in very, very significant ways. The biggest concern I have, Bill, is this, that when you get – this is the kind of effort – are the kind of issue that can get quickly get bipartisan support. There's no question about that. Um, the problem is that at the national level, the kind of issues they're focused on right now are not anywhere near this. And there's just so much debate and and division. I'm praying that the leaders can come together. This is why we need this is why we need to be able to talk to each other, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. Uh, so you can come together on the issues you can agree on. This is one issue that I think they could agree on, but we need a reprieve quickly. The, the current uh, iteration of a bill that's in there has the 9%, uh, uh, but even if they say they're going to cap the increases at 
over the course of five or 10 years, you're going to be getting to numbers that most, most homeowners can't afford. There has to be another way. There has to be a way to spread the risk. There has to be a way to get more people in the flood insurance program. And, um, and they just need to slow it down and get this thing right. If they don't, Bill, the impact on coastal Mississippi, I, I hate it for so many residents, those that were grandfathered, so many people who chose to come to live here, they're going to begin to get hit by extraordinary insurance costs because we're being, I can't keep coming back to this, because we're being penalized because the largest storm surge happened to hit us. And so it set a new level for what the floodplain was for our coast. And it's not fair. It's not fair that we're being unnaturally un hit by that. But I think it's important to note that since Katrina, you know, everybody said they're going to move north. Nobody wants to be by the water. It's taken a long time to get a lot of the businesses and houses rebuilt along the coast. Um, you know, there's a new development on the books in Biloxi to put houses on the beach by Restaurant Row. You know, what what does that do to that development? And you look at Gulfport put in uh, tax abatements to build back the houses along 2nd Avenue and, and, and Highway 90. Look how long it's taken to get that construction back. And then here we, we're just, in, you know, throw it in, like you said in the intro, with the inflation and all the other things we're facing, it, it couldn't happen at a worse time. And people like Shorty and Frank, I mean, this is not a new thing. They've been battling this since Katrina. You have everybody. and But now it's, it's, it's like the worst version of it hitting at the worst time. And, you know, I sit with Jimmy Rafferty in, in the past. Um, it, basically, every council today is going to pass uh, the letter of support, put their name on that letter because they all agree. Jimmy's got a big deal in the past that, you know, it's not on the water, but it could be impacted by this as well. And it's already more more expensive to develop along the coast. You've got the risk of hurricanes. You've got all these other things. This could be the tipping point where people just say, we're out. We're not coming to coastal Mississippi. We're going to Tennessee or somewhere else, which I hate saying words like Tennessee. Um, but that that's a fact. In the meantime, 68% of the people since Hurricane Katrina are moving to water. So, yeah. And this is not just the coast. It's not just Mississippi. It's not just Alabama. It's the Delta. It could be a ditch that floods in Long Beach. If right. you're on that water and you, I, I live, I live in an AE flood zone. I have the insurance, so my wife feels better about it. Our house didn't get any damage during Katrina. We weren't here, but we, I think the air conditioner got replaced. That's it. I don't need the insurance, I don't think. My wife does, so I buy it. That's called skirt wind. That's what the Koreans call that. And we have that policy, but I'm in the NFIP. I may be able to go and get a cheaper policy with all these changes in the private sector than NFIP. If I leave NFIP and other people like me that don't really need it leave, that creates a bigger gap and a bigger vacuum to fill behind. So we need some common sense. What we really need is if this is impacting you, nobody, nobody pays attention to this until it happens to them. Until you have a flat tire on the side of the road because somebody dropped a box of nails, you don't care how many nails are in the road. So when you get your bill and your wife gets mad at you, you get mad, you need to call Palazzo's office at 228-864-7670 and let them know what's going on because 
they're not necessarily getting the whole story from FEMA as we've seen with Waveland and what Long Beach is going through and what we're all going through after rebuilding after Zeta. They tell one thing and then you do another and and we're in these quagmires of getting the basic things back to get these ports and harbors and and um, what are they called walkways back so that people can enjoy the coast so they can make revenue for the cities and that this is going to have it you know I mean you can't get away from it we want to be near the water we know we're going to pay a little bit more to do that but not this and and if it if it curtails you know people being able to sell their house people being able to build a new house people being able to put in a new development that's not good for anybody and that's just not a mississippi thing that's florida that's alabama that's georgia that's south carolina that's texas that's washington that's california you know we've like you said this is not a partisan thing this is the citizenry saying hey we need some help and it's not it doesn't have anything to do with what party you belong to so bill when i think about it though i think we can get serious alignment around most states around slowing down the train on the new rates what I worry about is on the grandfather clause, because yeah. the grandfather clause only applies to certain communities like ours that yeah. was hit really hard and had to rebuild thousands of homes that didn't have more than 50 percent damage. And now suddenly those people who were given a promise by the federal government that that rug's going to be pulled out from underneath them. Right. Those are the people that have serious sticker shock about to come to them. And one is one or several are in my family, I might add. So yeah. we don't know got, yet what that number looks like, but it can't be a good number. No, I mean, Jason that works for me lives 100 feet from the water. He's grandfathered. He's not up on stilts. And he's scared to death of what when he when we started talking about this two weeks ago, he was like, oh, my gosh, I need to sell my house. Well, I'm not sure he can sell his house because, yeah. you know, we've done such a good job pushing this out in the media with your help. But again, call Palazzo's office, call Hyde Smith's office, call Wicker's office, call these people and tell them that you need help because that's the way we're going to get this changed. You and I can talk about it all day long, but if they never reach out to the elected officials that are sitting in Washington representing us and call Tuberville's office, Andrew Hinklebean works over there. You know, yeah. they're just across the state line. There are plenty of people listening to this show that drive in from Mobile to work at, at um, Ingalls in Pascagoula that can call Tommy and say, hey, we need some help. Call anybody let's, you can find. I mean, I call let we me also add with with core and i called a guy in plainview texas jody errington and jody's like we're on board they don't know what a wetland is in plainview texas but i've got that representative lined up with ours to help phil so i think what people can do is is go to the super talk gulf coast 103.1 facebook page or super talk mississippi facebook page find the show with Frank Bordeaux and share it with people who are not or are, are, are who are on social media and then find this show as well and share it as well. Educate people because look, people are busy. A lot of people don't pay attention to news these days. This is one conversation you need to pay close attention to. Uh, we have to outweigh the noise on the national level. And by the way, there's so much noise there. This is not going to be an easy one to overcome. We need right. to be aligned around it. So Bill, anyway, thank you for your, your leadership, my friend. 
Well, thank you for being the expert, the subject matter expert. And uh, thank you for helping us get the word out about this. And, you know, it's it's all about the individual impact and, and call your elected official. That's the only way we're going to get through this. You bet. Bill Labors from the Harrison County Development Commission. When we come back, we'll have Judge Trent Farr see you after this. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.